Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Good morning there, Edwin. I am excited to continue in John chapter 2. Yeah. Lots of amazing stuff. This is a fantastic event that we're going to talk about today. No, I know you're excited because you're bringing this much energy, and folks, he's only drinking water. <laughs> um, I got the coffee here. Yeah. I got the I got the go juice. I drank my coffee before we got started. But this so fella, that's why I'm he's, excited. He's on water and doing jazz hands even as he speaks. So yeah, I've already had my coffee. That's one. why I'm excited. We're you in need, for a good one today. You need to keep drinking so you can get get with me here. <laughs> got to get up to that level. So why don't you read a little bit to, for us? Right. Uh, I want to talk about this. Amazing sign. sign. All right. Okay. So we're going to read John 2, Mm -hmm. 1 through 12 from the New King James Version. Go for it. On the third day. On the third day. (laughs) Are you trying to highlight on the third day? I was, but then my pause was too long. You know. (laughs) Those things, those things kind of add up as you read through these yeah, books. Yeah, sure enough. Okay. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this he went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they did not stay there many days. Back to the third day. Are you trying to suggest by your pause and your emphasis that maybe as John uses this phrase, on the third day, his main point is not simply, hey, it was three days since my last story? I think, yes. I think that there become some rhetorical cues, if you will, some significances, how do you say that in the plural? Significi? Some significi <laughs> to when you come across the third day. And it's just one of those things. We ought to we ought to catch that. Our, our ears ought to perk up a little bit. So on the third day, something big is going to happen mm-hmm. here. Although, I have to say, so, so let me just throw this out to you. I find, that as, as amazing as it is, yeah, and we have treated it with great uh, awe throughout the years, I do find it odd 
to be the first big sign. So we have we have what happens with Nathaniel mm-hmm. in chapter one. Yeah, and, he's getting his kind of a little group of disciples here, isn't it? And Jesus demonstrates some miraculous knowledge. And Nathaniel himself, even though the word sign is not used there, Nathaniel himself sees it as a marker, as a pointer to whom Jesus is. And Nathaniel is actually set up right here at the very beginning as this epitome of how we're supposed to respond to these miracles that Jesus performs. Here is the guy that just even the slightest of it, he sees you, he says, you're it, you're the guy, you're the king of Israel, you're the... You are the son of God. That's the second person to confess that yeah. in John chapter one. That's huge. And so Nathaniel is now the the touchstone. He's here's here's the example. Be like Nathaniel. See what Jesus does and realize who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Jesus says to him, you're going to see bigger, greater things than this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm ready for big, great signs, miracles, demonstrations, uh, and and when I in my own mind when I think about the kind of demonstrations I think public, yeah. I think massive, I think huge. Here we go to a little private celebration, and it's actually not even everybody at the celebration sees what's going on. Yeah. In fact, if John didn't come behind and tell everybody about it, it's probably not gonna get all that far. And yet, here's this little bitty thing that happens at a little bitty wedding celebration in this little bitty backwoods town in this little bitty backwoods country. And it's the first of the signs in Cana of Galilee. John really highlights it. Well, let me speak to that for just a moment. Um, because as you say that, it, it causes me to think through that Jesus is going to do signs. He's going to do miracles. And it's going to be very important that his apostles be there to witness it. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be some things, as we see, that really they are the witnesses there's the ones that are going to go and tell it yes and um, and part of that is why it's recorded here in the gospel of john but it it was never that some of them were huge public displays but it it seems to me it was always about this cadre this select group they're going to be witness to all of it then they're going to go and proclaim it. That's a good point, because even when we get to the biggest, most important sign that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, the resurrection, Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty much limited, I guess, if we're going to take Paul's words for it, 500 people. 500 people, yeah. And in the main, it's the apostles who who have witnessed the resurrected Christ. So even the biggest sign ends up being limited as far as number of people who saw it, and they're going to bear witness yeah. and give testimony to that to that sign. So good point. So I maybe, appreciate maybe you bringing that Maybe it kind of starts that way. Yeah, we see it starting that way. Here, I again, I think we've we've made the case that John is probably written second or third generation. Yeah, We're looking yeah. much later that temple may have already been destroyed. Jerusalem may have already been destroyed at this point. Mm -hmm. I can't say that for certain, but possibly, especially if you're a late dater on Revelation, you might see it that way. The other gospels, there are some miracles that all of them include. Some Mm -hmm. signs, I I think about probably the biggest, the feeding of the 5,000. Yeah, makes it in the gospel of John also. (laughs) Oh yeah, it is also there. I'm, I'm losing my mind here. But it's not the first one. No, correct. It's not the big one. It's, it's the one the that's in one. all four. It's the one that's in all four. I got, I got a little ahead of myself it's there. A, it's kind of like, you can't tell a gospel without the feeding of the 5,000. <laughs> but it's not the first one. But it's not the first one. That's and right. it's it's not the one that kicks things off. And, and yeah, and so I feel like in the synoptics, some of the early ones are about, uh, you know, healing Peter's mother-in-law. That's always told early on. Yeah. Uh, some healings going, casting the demon out of the synagogue. That's like early on stuff. But we don't hear about this one in Cana. 
It's only in the it's Gospel of John that we get the one in Cana. So why kick off with that? I guess that's the question that I end up asking. Why kick off with that one? Mm-hmm. Um, and here's why I think. Are you ready for my reason? Well, sure. Here's what I think. In John chapter 1, John has started with a contrast or comparison, however you want to look at it, between Moses and and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so let's just go back and read that in John chapter 1. What we find there is verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him, cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from this fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's this contrast or comparison between Moses and Jesus. And there's that statement about glory. Yeah. Jesus' glory surpasses. Paul's going to make a big deal out of that in 2 Corinthians. He sure is. The surpassing glory of Jesus. And here we've talked about the law coming through Moses, and now grace and truth are coming through Jesus. John also told us that the people were even asking at the time, are you the prophet? Right? So there's this expectation for a Moses type or the fulfillment of Moses prophet to be coming on the scene. So I think you're right to say we we ought to be thinking in those terms. So in thinking on those terms, there are a lot of things I've heard people say about this miracle and this sign that I think probably in themselves are true, but it's not the real point. Jesus doesn't perform this sign at the miracle and John doesn't record it for us so that we would know how, how much Jesus honors marriage. I mean, I think it's true. Jesus honors marriage. He does. All right. John does not record this sign so that we can know how cool Jesus is and how he's actually involved in community life. I Mm. mean, that's true. That's there. But that's not why this is recorded. This is recorded because what was Moses' first plague? Mm -hmm. Oh, turning the water to blood. Moses' first plague is turning the water to blood. Mm. By the way, I'm just, spoiler alert, letting the cat out of the bag. When John highlights a second sign done in Cana of Galilee... I think it's because he's trying to highlight some bookends. We'll talk about that when we get to chapter four. But here's the first bookend. Moses, when he goes to Pharaoh, Mm -hmm. he opens the door by turning the water to blood. Mm -hmm. What does John record for us about Jesus? Turning water to wine. So here is this miracle. Here are these signs that are very similar as far as, I mean, the way we would think about it today, the scientific breakdown we're taking one element and turning it into another element yeah but here's what's most important about it when moses turned the water to blood um what did what would that produce i mean that's death that's death yeah we've taken something that is drinkable and we've made it undrinkable undrinkable it's death and it goes right along with the punitive nature of all of these signs that were going to happen to the egyptians and we might recall a few weeks ago while we were still in the psalms where we were taken back to what happens right after crossing the red sea and they get to the bitter waters of mara mm-hmm. we saw that god had Moses toss a tree yeah. into the waters that were undrinkable and made them drinkable mm-hmm. Here we have Jesus mm-hmm. on the third day mm-hmm. demonstrating the power of changing water. But now, instead of it being death, mm-hmm. instead of it being bitter, instead of it being undrinkable, he has taken something that was, yes, drinkable, 
but now he has made it even better. Yeah. Now he's produced something that allows for the celebration. Now he's produced something that is a blessing. Yeah. What do we see? We see Jesus performing a sign very much like Moses and yet better than Moses. It reminds me of the of the talking about the creator and why he is blessed in Psalm 104 when we were uh, kind of closing out the last season that one of the things that God gives is a a wine for gladness, right? And so, I mean, here is more of this attestation, subtle, of Christ's creator God. You might have caught me pausing just a minute ago when I was referring back to Exodus chapter 15 in the bitter waters. It's because I remembered something, and I almost said it, but I wanted to look it up. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let me. Just, this is Exodus 15, 22. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went... Three days in the I wilderness. thought they did. And found no water. I mean, that hit me just a second ago. And I almost said it, but then I thought, wait, I better check. Yeah, I don't want to say that and have to yeah. edit this later. Uh, I mean, I already made the mistake a minute ago about the feeding of the 5,000, which I know is in John. So I, I know. I didn't even catch it. <laughs> yeah, it's in all four of them. Uh, for a minute, I was like, oh, it's just in the three. But no, it's all. We're going to. That's one of the big signs. Anyway, yeah. so I wanted to make sure I didn't make two mistakes on one episode. Here we go, though. That's Third hilarious. Day, which you highlighted. Yeah. At the very beginning, without us even realizing how it was going to connect. Mm-hmm. So here's this miracle Jesus does on the third day, turning water to wine, which reminds us of Moses turning water to blood. But Moses bringing law and death. Jesus brings grace and truth and life, life. and blessing and joy. Yeah. Wow. I, Maybe he is that new true prophet. Well, it is. And I, and I will say, I, I appreciate what you're saying. He, he didn't do this to, to bless marriage. Marriage is blessed and honorable because God created it that oh, yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but there is something to be said about the nature of the signs or the miracles that Jesus will perform. They're benevolent. They're good. Oh. When Moses comes on the scene, it's punitive. It's judgment. It's harsh. And, you know, and that was right. That was right. But it is a, another comparison to make or contrast that when Jesus works, it's it's um, so positive. There's one fig tree that catches a bad word from Jesus. <laughs> but other than that fig tree, yeah. it's restorative and blessing. And to have that going on at a wedding and turning the water to the wine, I mean, it just it tells us kind of the nature of these things he's going to do. Yes. And. Boy, just what you've said there, I do want to point out, as we go through John, there's going to be questions like, would a demon do the things that Jesus is doing? Mm. So so as we hit those yeah. questions, remember yeah. what you've just said. These are blessings. Yeah. And that, that says something about who is accomplishing these signs. All right, we need to go ahead and wrap up. Let me lead us out in a prayer. Holy God, thank you for the day you've given us here to study your word, to consider this great sign and miracle that Jesus performed that makes us think about Moses, but helps us realize that Jesus is greater than Moses. As great as Moses is was, uh, we, we are so thankful for Jesus, who is the Christ, who is the Messiah, who's the new Moses, the new David, the true prophet that you sent into the world, the Christ, your own son and the covenant that we can have with you through him. We're so thankful to learn more about Jesus, to meet him again, and help us to know him and to know you and your spirit. And it's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.